do not besmirch postal. How dare you? Postal's so much better than this. I felt the hallowed of Uebol. A little joy while watching that film. I felt no joy. <laughs> I felt I, no joy. I think I said yes on would you watch Postal again? Because I would. And <laughs> Hey, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, Jay. Alright, you guys oh, ready to hold oh, hold. Oh, oh. I'm on fucking pins <laughs> and needles. I know, I know. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Oh yeah. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Call me Paul Mitchell. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Uh, This month, our theme is apparently psychological torture, because we have decided... (laughs) To embark on Toes in the Sandler, an entire month exploring the catalog of uh, one of our generation's greatest, Mr. Adam Sandler. Is he? We guantanamo ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, we took a brief break from his traditional fare for Bulletproof. Uh, This week, Casey, it was your turn, and we're back to something uh, a little bit more classically Adam Sandler. What did we watch? I'm so sorry. From 2008, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Terrible title. You don't mess with the Zohan. Right Uh. off the bat. Terrible, terrible (laughs) title. (laughs) I did not know how bad this was going to be, and I do apologize. All right, Casey, we need you to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Uh, you've been wandering about the streets of New York. You've just bumped into uh, you've just bumped into a gentleman on the street. Uh, you've had a few to drink, so you've decided to insult uh, what you call his Paul Mitchell haircut. Uh, unfortunately, it turns out that this is Paul Mitchell, and he's decided he's taking his revenge on your hair right here, right now. <laughs> so, in the ten seconds before he comes at you with that comb, sell us on this movie. Adam Sandler should have been a man and released this in 2002 if he really stood behind this. Bitch. <laughs> that's six. That's, six? that's an elevator pitch. That's just a threat. Yeah, was, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. This movie was. No. No, that's my elevator pitch. You fucking take it. <laughs> you take it. Wow. Okay, so for context, the movie was originally written circa something like. 2000 and then 9-11 happened and they were really worried about the context of terrorists and so they delayed releasing it until 2008. Maybe that's why we got terrorized is because someone (laughs) read this script. Wait, when was it first supposed to come out? Uh, It was written, I think, around 2000. Oh yeah, no, they'd have gotten murdered for that. (laughs) That would have. Setting all of that aside, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. I'd really rather not. I would opt for a pap smear. I'd watch. That's how badly I don't want to do this. I'll make it wink. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) 
Zohan is what would happen if you mix Superman, James Bond, and Israeli counter-terrorist into an Adam Sandler smoothie. Zohan grows tired of constant fighting, and he realizes his dream to cut hair for Paul Mitchell and listen to ABBA. He decides to fake his death at the hands of his arch nemesis, the Palestinian Phantom, who is John Turtoro. Yes, John fucking Turtoro. And then he heads to New York City. Hide your feet. Hide your wife. John Turtoro's here. <laughs> Zohan there takes on the alias Scrappy Coco, named after two dogs he flew with to the U.S. When Zohan fails to find and woo Paul Mitchell, he eventually settles for a job in a local Palestinian beauty shop run by Dahlia. Because in America, we can ignore long-standing cultural disagreements as long as we're making that bread. Crossing cultural lines is as easy as buying their products. Zohan moves in with Nick Schwartzen after saving him from a road rage incident and bangs his mom that very night. He also meets a fellow Israeli, Uri, who recognizes him from his super spy days and introduces him to the community. But Uri isn't the only one to recognize Zohan. So does Salim, the Palestinian cab driver who he had a bad encounter with Zohan in the Middle East. Yeah, Zohan stole his favorite goat. Oh, I don't. <laughs> that, was more, that was a more racist joke than I realized at the time. Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob Schneider is a Palestinian cab driver right there. Should have been yep. your warning sign. <laughs> that like, hey guys, maybe we flew a little too close to the sun at some point. <laughs> Is this an Icarus moment? Okay. Zohan makes a name for himself at the beauty parlor and beyond by sleeping with all of his elderly woman clients. So I guess that's sex positive or something. This, of course, saves the business of the young Palestinian woman, Dahlia, setting up a forbidden love, which I don't mean forbidden because they're Israeli and Palestinian, but because Adam Sandler is like 40 years older than she is and it's gross. Let me blow your fucking mind. He's only nine years older than her. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. Hard living there. Yeah, something. His wife and his daughter are in the movie. Gross. That's gross. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <In this> Case. <laughs> You're there before I'm that. On gross. That's... She's just gross. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what y'all got going on, but leave it at home. Well, the shop that he works at is part of a property that Walbridge owns, who's our resident bad guy slash filthy capitalist, and he wants to tear down the block and replace it with a shopping mall. Because capitalism. When he doesn't get what he wants by extortion, he stages a hacky sack tournament for the community so that he can sow dissent. While the Israelis and the Palestinians are entranced with the tournament, Walbridge has hired hillbillies dressed in traditional Arab clothing to graffiti shops and set fires. I just want to remind everyone, this is the movie's plot. Views, not ours. <laughs> just relaying the movie. Also on those hillbillies <laughs> is Dave Matthew. Don't sue. He's the lead Wait, hillbilly. Yeah. yeah, the lead hillbilly Dave is Matthews Dave Matthews. Is, yes. James Clyburn, I think is his character. Say. James T. Clyburn or something like that. I swear to God, he takes the weirdest goddamn roles. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that his real name was James Clybert, And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Dave Matthews Never. is just his alias. The Palestinians and Israelis are at each other's throats in the street, and things only get worse when the Phantom suddenly shows up. Just as tensions are about to boil over, Zohan refuses to fight the Phantom because, damn it, he just wants to cut hair in peace. Then Dahlia shows up and reveals that she's the Phantom's sister, and she's in love what? with Zohan for some reason. I don't understand why. I don't know. 
I mean, he has fucked all of her elderly female clients. Hey, seriously. That's usually have, what makes me fall right. in love. You have listened to this man personally bang his way through three <laughs> retirement homes. Also, like, I'm going to need proof of you've been using con. Like, let's both get tested for STIs. Okay, I'll put my shit out on the table, too, but I want to make an informed decision before I decide to bang my employee. I you better ask for a like redundant test there. I want a blood panel. <laughs> right. Like I want uh, we're you're getting two you of need them, an MRI. at least one to be performed at a clinic of my choosing. So Zohan and the Phantom team up to take out all the hillbillies. Even Walbridge gets arrested and everything ends well. Ends well? It ends with a fucking capitalist nightmare. They all end up working hellish retail jobs in service of late stage capitalism. Okay, but keyword being ends. It ends. Yeah, which is it, well it for ends. us, so it ends. It Therefore, just, it it's, ends. it's good that it's I just over. I needed that. This didn't have commercial breaks. <laughs> this didn't have commercials. It hurt to go like all the way through. Right off the bat, Don't Mess with the Zohan is the type of movie that made me Google every five minutes where a certain actor was from to decide <laughs> how offensive it was. Okay, so you, it's you don't mess with the Zohan, which is coincidentally the first line of the film. Is it a coincidence or is it lazy <laughs> as fuck? Speak your truth, Jay. Like I'm someone, sorry. I'm it was be aggressive the whole night. It was left untitled, written in a Google Docs. Oh my god! So that they, <laughs> later on, it just grabbed the first line of the script for the title. Yeah, they just clicked in the box and it auto-populated. Yeah, and then like, somebody oh, yeah, else somebody else was like, oh, okay. Well, all that's right. fine. That's the appropriate amount of effort to put <laughs> into naming this. Let me ask you a question. Which is worse, this movie or Jack and Jill? <laughs> Let's get it out. That's my boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's my boy definitely takes the cake. No, I said this movie or Jack and Jill. I think it's this. I think this is worse. Jack and Jill sucks, but at least I can kind of tune it out. It had Al Pacino. Yeah, I... Yeah, there's no Al Pacino in this as like a bright light that occasionally shows up to entertain us. Everything consistently sucks. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, Dave, so... So this movie, like many of our toes in the Sandler, had a lot of cameos. Who was your favorite cameo in this movie, even though we didn't have an Al Pacino? Mariah Carey was the only thing that gave my life, that gave my life even the tiniest glimmer of hope. Mimi, thank you. I I mean, it was far and away the most phoned-in Mariah Carey performance I think I nope. have ever seen. No, no. no Did you not no. see that video of what? her where she made the dancers carry her while she lip-synced? And that was like on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Okay. Uh, okay. That was the most phoned-in. Okay. So Mariah Carey has phoned it in a little bit harder than this, I guess. All right. A hundred percent. My favorite was George Takei. Not because of the performance. <laughs> I was actually disappointed in that. That like, oh, George, we're still doing this bit. But it's just always nice to see him working. When when he when <clears throat> George Takei when they 
throw the the hillbilly in with all of the gay guys. Yeah, and he yeah. gives his oh my line. <laughs> all right, and you know, because the hillbilly's in trouble because they're gonna rape him. Yeah. Oh, oh the implications. Yeah, I definitely want that stereotype. When was this movie? 2008? We knew better. My favorite cameo, I think, had to be Michael Buffer. Because Michael Buffer as Wallbridge, the ridiculous villain. Like, he nailed that corporate villain, but also did it in a yelling, announcy way that was so cheesy and ham-fisted that it was perfect. And he was... Like a caricature, cartoonish. He also had a girlfriend who was perfect because she was his perfectly proportioned and he had fucking acronyms for her. It it was so absurdly cartoonish that it was delicious. Michael Buffer's corporate overlord was definitely one of the better ones. It was a little too real at times. <laughs> it gotcha. Uh, sing, 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 sing. You're like, yeah, Very, it... Very much reminds you of the the guy in the, very much gives you the energy of the guy who went to business school in college. Like <laughs> yeah. you can, it's a little too. Re- it was the same thing as the storyline about how working in electronics retail sucks out your soul. It was funny. I just personally can't laugh at the humor. <laughs> yeah, I felt close to home. I felt that way of like, you know, where really offensive joke comes on and you're in the room with someone who's definitely offended by it that's how i felt watching it with jay because i was like (laughs) oh god too soon i mean i guess it's been a long time since he sold electronics but still movie too (laughs) soon i know how deeply he was hurt by that when when the character goes through all of the people and like their aspirations and then paints them as these dead retail employees i was just thinking oh that was like uh jimmy and Carla and yeah. Steve. Yeah. Oh no! Who is the guy who had oh, a master's no. degree? Yeah, a Brian. master's degree in Brian. biology, in, was it? In chemical engineering. Chemical engineering, master's degree in chemical engineering, and he sold. Yeah, and he was working for me. retail. Although, to the movie's credit, naming your electronics store going out of business kind of brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I kind of think that's. I'm pretty sure I have seen that furniture store model. Did, did you like the explicit bait and switch? Because electronic stores are famously notorious for being accused of doing bait and switch, despite actually just having shit stock levels. It's Sony inside. Okay, I did love that. Like, <laughs> oh, this isn't a Sony. Ah, oh, the parts are Sony. I love right. that. I love Sony that guts. Joke. Has Sony guts. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I get you. Oh, I've said all of that. Oh no. Can I just say, you know how every every Adam Sandler movie is a vacation, so obviously he went somewhere to film the desert uh parts. Oh, but I thought this was a trip to New York City. What I'm saying though is it's two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And if I'm re- remembering correctly, I think this movie was just basically Adam Sandler bought P90X because he's in shape for the first time ever and it's weird. And nobody yeah, that was asked uncomfortable. For it. Nobody that was Adam Sandler got P90X for a movie and then gave up. And I don't mean gave up in a negative way. 
I gave up P90X before I ever did it. Yeah, they originally just wanted to paint abs on him as a joke for the movie, but he decided he was just going to get super swole, and I did not enjoy it. Oh, I get it now. This isn't a vacation movie. This, this is, is how Adam staycation. Sandler funds having someone get him into shape. He was like, I need to get myself into shape, so instead I'll make a movie where I need to be into shape so I can have the studio pay for someone to get me into shape. I want to be in a Fast and Furious movie. I like that our entire conception of Adam Sandler now is how he can scam Hollywood into paying for things that he wants and also make a movie and make money. So he's just getting it from both. Also, how it's his fault 9 11 happened. Yeah, probably. He was in New York. Oh, I thought you meant he was in New York as in the woman that was on Flavor of Love. She would never sleep with someone that busted. Stop. (laughs) Stop. She's a I, classy bot. No, I, I love the idea that they were trying to crash the plane into Adam Sandler specifically. <laughs> we would have mailed him to you. <laughs> they just got bad information yeah. that he was in the wrong building. So instead, now you started a forever war. Thanks a lot. <laughs> a lot of Don't Mess With The Zohan is predicated on Adam Sandler, the Zohan, fucking elderly women. That's his... his Claim to fame and what really saves Dahlia's business and and drives the plot of the movie home. So is the elderly community so sex starved that they would empty the retirement homes to fuck Sandler? Yes, especially <laughs> Sandler yeah. with that bod. Yeah, absolutely. Because STIs float around retirement homes because they're horny as fuck. Horny so you think that book. they're so thirsty that they would go out and... And bang Adam Sandler? Does okay. that shock you? No. Hang on. Hey, Jay. Yeah. Were you ever sexually harassed by the elderly women at the retirement home? Yeah, more than once. Yeah. Dressed as and a you were offering <laughs> dick. That's a good point. Yeah. Touche. You personally know statement. they'll go for dick that's not on the menu. <laughs> Of course they're going to take a trip downtown for the hairdresser dick. It's terribly uncomfortable. Being a woman must be intense. A a $4 bus ride? Hell yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) I didn't work to get social security for nothing. Don't worry, I don't have to use a rubber. I can't get pregnant. I'm more confused. By how immediately cool with it his new boss is that he's I selling know. dick in the back office of the hair salon. Right? That's got to be totally legal, right? I mean, the yeah. law's going to love that. And that goes on to encourage her other hairdressers to rest his dick on client's shoulders without really express consent. That. I hated that so much. Yeah, no, Adam Sandler, a lack of a no is not a yes. That's not how this works. As someone who has had a penis placed on them, I just <laughs> don't ever. It's not a good idea. It's the same as, you know, your cat bringing you a half-mangled bird and setting on your arm <laughs> or your leg accidentally or whatever. Don't set your dick on people. This has been a PSA. <laughs> a penis service announcement. Don't fucking do it. God, yes. I'm so glad you went there. So I had an idea. I want to say about 
10 to 15 minutes into this movie that okay. initially it was just my own personal headcanon for the film. Uh, as it went on, I realized this was going to require kind of a full rewrite. But here's my idea. I want them to do this again, except instead of Adam Sandler playing a fictional uh, Israeli super spy, mm-hmm. uh, we do more of a JCVD thing, and Adam Sandler is playing Adam Sandler, who is secretly an Israeli super spy. <laughs> so you want like a, a Jean-Claude Van Johnson? Yes. Same movie. Why? Because I think that would make it a little more palatable if they were at least that self-aware with it to make them be Adam Sandler jokes in a movie about Adam Sandler. I got to be honest, after this month, I don't want to see him anymore. That's that's also fair. We have one more week and I don't know that I'm going to watch an Adam Sandler movie again. We don't don't have to watch a year a week. We can just meet up a week from now and we can sit with each other in quiet contemplation and we don't have to watch anything or talk about it. Dave, okay, so that's that's an interesting rewrite in a direction that I didn't imagine. I guess yeah. I I think that that wouldn't make the movie worse. Let me add in. Because now that Casey mentioned it and it gave me the idea, what if we recast the Phantom as Billy Zane reprising his role as the Phantom? I'm always in on that. Yes. I love and Billy Zane. Right. And he's Billy just, Zane's always a yes. And he, in character as the Phantom, is the arch nemesis of super spy Adam Sandler. Yes. I'm so. This movie is already way better. Please, Billy. Actually, no, Billy, don't. This should not be made. What you're talking about is an abomination. Stop. Stop. We can't. We're not making a worse movie. Listen, but we're not putting anything good into the world. So, like, let's not. Let's not put more Adam Sandler out there. Like, Neither is Adam Sandler. So let's cross the event horizon and see <laughs> what happens. Let's toss our lives into the singularity the singularity, and see what it turns out right I, we are coming off of two years of pandemic there is no putting good into the world anymore <laughs> yeah and this movie is just all about late stage capitalism we already are going there casey we're just we're just standing I'm on the gas i'm going to speed to my death I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying. Yes, join the rest are. of the monkeys and howling out into the into void. Into the universe. You're ripping a hole in the time, the time space fabric, and then going, "Oh well, okay, I guess well we're here and it's on sale." Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. They're going out of business. The universe is going out of business. We're just tearing that hole open faster. No, let's not. Let's fucking not let that be a problem for the next generation. When I'm dead, I just want to make it to the end of a normal lifespan. Generally unscathed. It's like you don't even want to live in a Mad Max apocalypse. I just... This movie... I'm glad this month's almost over. I think (laughs) this is a lot. As painful... So it keeps getting harder. I've taken... I took no note. This is the, like... I, I struggle. I can't even take notes 
because my whole, the whole time I'm just cringing and trying to trying to formulate thoughts that are not the thoughts. Yeah, that I are guess we I've bitched a lot this month about Adam Sandler making rich dad movies, but I didn't realize that the alternative was Adam Sandler attempts to resolve the Israeli-Palestine conflict. <laughs> And now knowing that that was an option, Adam Sandler, please make more rich dad movies. Who is going to speak for these men? Please. Oh, man. Oh. Good fucking times. I know this film made me feel like I had to tone my Sandler, but Jay, I want to know, 2008's You Don't Mess With The Zohan... Would you watch it again? Oh, I'm Ooh, having a, a really difficult erection? relationship oh. between my now. <clears throat> I'm having a really difficult time uh, understanding my relationship to Adam Sandler because in the past it was a lot different than it is now. And I'm struggling. I hated this movie. I hate everyone involved with it. I hate myself for watching it. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. It was worse than I expected it to be. I I love John Turturro, and it just didn't work for me. So, absolutely not. No, no, I will not be watching this movie again. But, Dave, what about you? 2008's You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Would you watch it again? There was almost a movie in this that I could have enjoyed. A movie about a manly, manless super spy who wants to leave it all behind to cut hair in New York City could have been funny. But this was not that movie. Uh, <laughs> we got about eight minutes of that. And then, like several other entries this month, just so much of an SNL skit that could not, it didn't have the runtime to go this far. And apparently very much was. Uh, this was just an old SNL skit from 1992 that Adam Sandler recycled into a movie. Yay. I hate it more now that you told me that. Hey. You actually Sorry. made it worse. Thanks, Dave. So, no, absolutely not. I am not going to watch You Don't Mess With the Zohan again. Oh. I, like you, Jay, I'm... That's too. Uh, Adam Sandler used to be uh, a comedian that I really enjoyed, and uh, apparently I should have just <laughs> left him as happy nostalgia, because revisiting it is forcing me to reexamine a lot of my own personality from those years. Casey, how about you? You inflicted this upon us. The final vote comes down to you. 2008's You Don't Mess With Zohan. Would you watch it again? When you're 13 years old, Adam Sandler is your comedian. And he <laughs> yeah. is the shit. And you yep. guys just get each other. It ends there. It This was painful to watch. It had a couple parts that like maybe do like a... <laughs> I can't think of them now, but I remember I was like, oh, my God, I'm not actively frowning right now. Some I think that means something almost funny happened. Uh, no, it felt like it went on forever. It could have ended 10 times. We needed more Mariah Carey. No, I would not watch this again. <laughs> and that is it. That's three. three out of three of us are not going to watch You Don't Mess With The Zohan because you don't watch the Zohan twice. Well, next week, we're taking a little different direction and having a special, and I mean fucking special guest, 
Angela Edward is bringing Little Nicky. This is a movie I used to love. When this first came out and I saw it in theaters, I thought it was hilarious. And I know I'm going to hate myself next week. I know it's probably not still hilarious, but Mm -hmm. I remember this movie fondly. And I know that's going to change. In the meantime, follow us on social media, sh.ttycinema, on Facebook, casey.cinema.fucking.edu. I'm a school now. (laughs) casey.cinema on Instagram. Oh, and hey, we want to thank our two new Patreon patrons. What up, Devin? Said what up, Chandra? That's not the song, but don't worry. It's coming. Now let's turn out the lights. Buy everyone in the Middle East a Coke. And know we solve the world's problems. Hey, Chandra. I love you so much. I'll do your laundry. I'll even fold your underwear. But not in a creepy way. Chandra. I'll rearrange your closet. Now you're pissed at me. I went over and above and I lost your love, but I still have your Patreon money. Ha ha ha.